Are you tired of spinning your wheels with ineffective marketing strategies? Do you dream of finding a way to grow your business while also giving back to your community? Well, have you thought about charitable auctions? Maybe you've tried them in the past and you feel stuck because you're tired of donating to auctions that haven't gone that well. Either the winners never bothered to redeem their gift certificates or the ones who did were so price sensitive that you wished you'd never heard from them in the first place. Or maybe you've wanted to try auction marketing, but you don't know where to start and the thought of a bunch of trial and error makes you want to lay down and take a nap. Well, we've just launched our brand new course, Rework Your Marketing with Charitable Auctions. In this course, you'll gain access to a comprehensive course that has been meticulously crafted over 18 years of our own trial and error in our portrait studio in the trenches of charitable auctions. In this course, we dive deep into the world of charitable auction marketing and uncovering the secrets to our success with this. From setting clear goals to identifying the best charities for your business, we'll show you how to navigate this powerful marketing strategy with confidence. But that's not all. You're also going to receive a treasure trove of exclusive resources, including customizable templates, vendor recommendations, and tracking spreadsheets. Picture this. You donate a portrait session to a local charity auction. Not only does your donation attract the attention of your ideal clients, but it also helps support a cause that you're passionate about. And with the tools and insights provided by this course, you'll be able to turn those auction winners into lifelong clients. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, now is the time to rework your marketing strategy with charitable auctions. Visit our website today, dotherework.com forward slash auctions, and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community. Hi, friends. This episode of The Rework is part of a series featuring several of the students from our Art of Selling Art course that we launched for the first time in the summer of 2021. These students are sharing the big and not so big changes that they've made in their business over the last few months. Changes that have scared them, but made a big difference to their confidence, their session sales averages, the products that they're selling how they speak to their clients, and they also share the successes they've had while doing it scared. I can't wait for you to hear their stories because I know you're going to find them just as inspiring as I did. Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the rework. You know, as portrait photographers, we're no stranger to burnout. 
This business requires everything. It requires our heart. It requires our soul. It requires our mind. And it's very easy to burn out, especially when we aren't valuing our time and we aren't setting up our business in a way that supports our life rather than our life supporting our business. And today's guest is Lara Blair, who is also no stranger to burnout. In fact, she burned completely out years ago and quit the industry completely. She left portrait photography after having a successful business, after writing the book on pet photography, and she went back to teaching school. Fast forward to 2018, and she re-entered the industry, this time determined to do it on her own terms. But she started thinking, well, maybe I'll photograph women. And then she didn't really love that. And then she tried to photograph families, kind of the way that I do, kind of tried a little ATJ flavor with families. Didn't really love that either. And instead, she's found her own niche in creating highly conceptual sessions that are amazing experiences for her clients. She also turned 50. And from the outside looking in, this girl is taking no prisoners. She's decided to recreate a business on her own terms around what she does best for clients that she can throw. And I can't wait for you to hear how she's done it. Let's do it. I'm so excited to have my friend, Lara Blair here, all the way from Camas, Washington. Hello. So nice happy to be here. here. So Thank happy that you. you're here. So Laura, Lara, give us a quick, it's Lara. Yeah. Like Lara bar. Yeah. Without the dot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Lara, give us a brief introduction of you and your business. Kind of tell our listeners where you're at, what you're doing, all that kind okay. of stuff. I started, I picked up a film camera in 2000 when my babies were born, like so many women. And I shot film for a little while. I developed in my dark room and learned all the things and then switched to digital kind of overnight and had a terrible digital camera like everybody else and <laughs> did that for a while. <laughs> and then I did that for 13 years, kind of off and on. We moved to New York. I had a studio there and then we moved back to the Northwest and I opened again. I photographed dogs exclusively for a few years. I wrote a book for Amherst Media, Photographing Dogs. It's still online. It's still pertinent. Equipment's What's the title? Different. What's the title of the dog? Um, I have it right here, actually. Let's see. Photographing Dogs, Techniques for Professional Digital Photographers. Love um, it. And a lot of it's about marketing, and, and that was fun. But then I burned out terribly. And I went back to my first job, which was teaching. And I taught sixth grade and I loved it. And that's my heart. I know it's a kind of an age from hell for some people, but I just really love the hot mess thing. And it really resonated with me. So I was a good teacher, creative. My background's theater and music. So I did a lot of acting out stuff and stuff with my class and very much in my element. But so as great. we all know, other teachers, it's been a rough road, you know, so I didn't, I quit right before COVID. So I was a total godsend that I quit, but I just quit because my kids went to college and you've heard this story before, but I had terrible mom guilt when I was working the first time I was very busy photographer, not doing it correctly. As I look back on it, not turn and burn, but pretty close. Yeah. Um, a lot of time away from my family, a lot of late nights editing, giving far too much for what I was charging. And I just burned out. It was awful. And I missed being home on my kids' schedule. And I thought, well, if I go back to teaching, I can be on their schedule. So I went back and it was good. It was a good choice. Every time I've ever made a decision like that, it's been the right one. I'm good about praying and then listening and then having that go, okay, it's time to go. 
So this last I time that. I went to my team, I loved my team, my sixth grade team. And I said, I know it's going to sound crazy. And they both said, you're leaving to go do photography. <laughs> <laughs> they, they both knew. So I quit and oh, oh my gosh, I had no idea what I wanted to focus on. I just knew I wanted to do it differently. I wanted to This do was it when, when, when was this? Gosh, four and a half years ago. Okay. Somewhere in there. And it was pre-COVID, three and a half years ago, maybe. Oh gosh, I can't even keep track. Like 2018-ish? Yeah, the, yeah, in the very beginning. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I quit and I have an apartment above my garage in at my house. And I it's a big apartment. It's like 700 square feet. So oh. I made a makeshift setup there and tried to kind of find my way back. I had to rebuy my equipment because I had sold everything. Oh I sold my gosh. And I upgraded and but then oh, you got new stuff. So that's exciting. I know. That was kind of fun. And I did the photographing women thing for a little bit. That's okay. so good right now. Did not love that. Okay. Not anyone who's doing that right now. I just feel like women tear themselves apart. And yeah. that was happening in my sales room. And it made me terribly sad. Yeah. And it just wasn't your thing. It, it wasn't my thing. Yeah. yeah. It just wasn't your and thing. And I love kids. I just love, and I love middle schoolers. So it's kind yeah. of random. And, and, that's, I, and so how many people would say, oh, God bless her. You know, that would like would never, which totally, is, which no, is what's so great about this business is that you can do like dogs. weddings, you can do photographers bow down to you. Yeah. I don't, or newborn, newborn. <gasps> <laughs> no thanks, no, new, no newborns for me either. So yes. I did the woman thing for a while and it was good to get my feet wet. And I, you know, it was kind of, I was online, kind of trying to catch up, I felt behind. Sure. And then I, I'm a quick study. So I learn things quickly. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm doing this again. I can do it any way I want. Okay. I've been following you for years, years. I mean, cause you kind of oh. came in like right after I did, I think you've been doing this a long time. And I, well, I just, you know, I looked at your pictures and then I didn't really start to understand your business model till, I don't know, probably five years ago and how you did things. And honestly, there are so many talking heads in this industry about, though there are, about do this, market with this. You should do, how do you get new clients and going to imaging and you buy everything that's at imaging, you know, and you're walking around and you're not sure who to listen to. Like I kind of found your voice stuck out from the crowd to me and the things you were saying were true for me. They resonated in my heart. It was the life that I wanted to live, which was fewer clients, go deeper. And so I just kind of started, and then bless your heart, you answered some of my questions. I got brave and I just emailed you. And that's when this, <laughs> the ball started rolling. I realized I can do this any way I want. I'm a grown woman. So I turned yeah. 50. This, I'm 51 now. I turned 50 last year. And I thought, I don't want to do the stuff that everyone's doing. I want to do it really differently. And I want fewer clients. I hate turn and burn. I hired an assistant who got it. Like she just understood that, okay, the phone's not going to ring and it's going to be scary. Because she said to me one day last year, I said, gosh, it's just frightening sometimes when the phone doesn't ring. She goes, I can get your phone to ring. We can go on Facebook and do mini sessions, Laura. Do you want to do that? No, I don't. No, and I think that's really, I mean, I like her because I think that that's a good gut check every now and then when you do feel like, you know, there's something about women and especially when you've owned your own business and entrepreneurs is that you feel like if, if we're not killing ourselves that we really aren't trying or if it's, if we're not just constantly running around like a chicken with our head cut off. And so and that's the thing with mini sessions, right? Yeah. I don't do things small. I go big or go home. Yeah. I charge I a mini session. I don't know how to do anything. Price, mini. I charge a mini session price and then I'm mad doing all the work because I'm not getting paid yeah. for it. It's like how to hate your clients. Do mini sessions. That's totally what it is for me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I knew how much time I wanted to spend. I'm like, and then what I learned from you in your class, especially was 
you show the value, you give them value for what you're charging. And I really believe we do that now. We've gotten that down to a science. And then you don't even blink when you give them the price. I mean, I might blink a little because I'm yeah. still not totally comfortable looking a husband in the eye and going, yes, this is going to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> deal with it, buddy. But I, I definitely, I feel like what we do is worth it. And if you don't think it's worth it, that's totally fine. We're not your jam. We, right. You don't need us. It's okay. It's totally Well, fine. And, and that's another gut check too is, you know, there's the busy part. And then there's also that just exactly what you're saying is, it might feel a little clenchy inside, but when you are convinced of the value of what you're doing, when you know how many hours you're going to spend and how, to what level you are going to kill yourself for this client, then it doesn't really become about like tricks right. and overcoming objections or whatever. It, it just becomes, yeah, it is spendy, but it's going to be so great. So worth it. And, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I learned that yeah. too. I love that. I'm so excited about doing this for you. And something that's been interesting in the last year, I'm very much discovering what I like. And I'm not afraid of shooting what I like and showing just that and getting rid of everything else. So for example, I love the idea of bringing a family in and getting letting them do their antics and capturing it, but that is not my sweet spot. Mm -hmm. I honestly, I get exhausted and all I want to do is focus on like the sixth grader. I I'm just not interested in a lot of other things. Yeah. So, but what I love is I love theatrical stuff. I love theme stuff. I love digital composites. Like it's very Mm -hmm. specific. And I thought, oh my gosh, who the hell is going to pay for this? But Erin, my sweet muse here, she and I talk a lot every day. How do we get people to understand that this is what they didn't even know they wanted? Like it's right. They are the art. Mm-hmm. You are the art. And yes, I don't even like calling it a portrait studio anymore because it kind of gives the connotation of, well, we're going to get your likeness and you're going to come in. It's going to be fun. And, we're gonna, and then we're going to do it again next year. And there might be families that do this every year with us. And that's the, the goal. Yeah. Um, and I learned that from you as well. Don't discount just because you're an investment that they won't come you know, every year. But I realized I just have to show what I want to shoot. I know it's valuable. I know that I can create something special and then I'm going to charge for it. And I'm not going to freak out when one person out of 10 wants it because you know, that one person is going to count. And I love having time to breathe. I love having time to do creative shoots like I'm doing because January is scary for all of us. It's quiet, you know, and, and I have realized that I test out my stuff, my digital composite stuff. I spend a lot of time on Photoshop, which I personally really like. I'd like the art part. We're doing this new thing to call Larev sessions where people come in and it's super fast. We do the wardrobe. We have two closets full of clothes. So we do a wardrobe thing. They figure out what they want. It's usually kids and they have a fantasy underwater and flying, whatever, levitating. And I love like, tell me about, you know, what would your happiest thing be? Yeah. And then I say, I can do that. I can create that for you. Let's figure out your wardrobe. They come in and I, it's like 15 minutes because I or less because I know what I need them to do position wise on my backdrop. I shoot it on white. And then I go to town and they leave and I create the art and it's all built into one big price because I want them to have skin in the game. I'm not going to do all of that for them to come in for an eight by 10. So these are the composites that you're doing that are kind of like photo illustration. Yeah. Like of, a lot yeah. of animals, like they're the little spirit animals in there. Yeah. It's so much fun to make. And I really, really like it. And I realized, okay, that's one of my happy things, but I'm in charge of that because that's a skill and that's yeah. something that they can't just do at home. Right. And so I create the art and then we frame it. We have a custom framer, which I just got in the last year. That is a game changer. Having work that I'm so proud of to put on the wall because it's good frames. You know, she's really great. It's a woman owned business in our town. It takes longer, but it's worth it. And then we got an yeah. installer. I mean, these Love are all it. 
wingspan, I've learned how to build that value with providing all these things. These are a lot of people who have more money than time. And I, well, and, and I think that the biggest disservice we do to ourselves is to play small. Like that's not benefiting anybody to tell ourselves that nobody's going to want this. Like, you don't know, you don't know who's going to want what, like, you don't know if they're going to want like your kaleidoscope sessions where you're doing, you know, all the, the, all those props and the color and those kids and yeah, they do want it. You know, that that's an age where parents are seeing their kids literally like disintegrate before their eyes. Their confidence is like in the toilet and like this little happy elementary school kid is now like, you know, headed into the depth of <laughs> Welcome Queen to the Thunderdome 13. <laughs> yeah, no, I think like 14 to 16. I always said that they need to have an island that you can send your 14 year old. And then when they then give them the t- yeah. ticket back when they turn 16, because yeah. dying, that's, that's rough, you know. Well, I wouldn't mind being on that island with them. I no, really see, that would be great. That but crazy. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's how I'm like when people are like, oh, yeah, you know, other photographers might, especially like fashion photographers, like yeah. editorial photographers that I've met and talked to, and they're like, yeah, I could never do what you do. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm What's like, well, skill? yeah, because well, they would never whisper. want to. You're yeah, a kid whisperer. I'm a yeah, naughty kid whisperer. I know yeah. you are. And that's a skill. That's a flat out skill. I don't have that skill. Maybe a little, but that's another reason why bringing them on the backdrop and just seeing what happens. Like that's so, you're so good at that. I tried it and it was okay. And I, we got some good images, but it wasn't the magic that I knew I could do. Like, give me some yeah. wardrobe, give me a theme, give me. Yeah. Um, so that's your theater background. Inside joke that you guys have that we can turn into art. And sometimes they're like, you can make a picture of them. I'm like, yeah, we can make art out of it. And then when you do it, they're just blown away. And yes, it's going to be an investment because it's, just, you know, it's special. I have learned also with yeah, don't assume anything because my very favorite clients in the whole world are the ones they come to us and they say, We saved for this. We knew we wanted our daughter to yeah. have a kind of school. I just want to cry. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, you save for this. And yeah, I'm going to kill myself for them, you know, because yeah. the, they value it as much as I do. Not everybody values this kind of photography. And I'm so okay with that now. That has been the biggest change for me. The thing that I love, just that I want to call out to our listeners that m- might have just gotten missed in that last little paragraph is that. You came back into the industry. You had previously done pets, kids, you know, family portraits, all the new things. I mean, all the typical things. And then you came back in and you said, okay, well, uh, maybe I'll try women. Let's see how we like that. I really don't like that. And then you weren't afraid to like, oh no, I started with women. So I have to stay no matter what. Mm -hmm. And then you tried this other thing. And then you thought, then you tried, oh, let's try ATJ. Nope. I really don't love that. (laughs) But now you're doing what I'm seeing on your Instagram feed. And what I see, what I've seen over the last like 18 months that we've known each other is very rapid evolution. And that I think is very unique to you because that doesn't typically happen. But I think it's a really good example of how, and like, you're not 20 either. You're you're like, you know, but I think I I remember listening to (laughs) Joe. I don't know if you know who Joe Busink is. He's like, he was a famous wedding photographer and he picked up a camera for the first time at 50, like picked up a camera. So didn't re-enter the industry. So it's never too late to be who you, who you are going to be and you'll, you're going to evolve further. So I, I love that you looked at other people and said, okay, I like that. I want to start there, but how can I quickly make it my own? Mm -hmm. And that is really, that's where the, the secret is, is because you are the secret. Well, I think too, it's that whole, like when the phone rings, who do you want to be on the other end? Like, who do you secretly Uh wish? That's what I tell photographers who ask me for advice, which is a funny statement, but they, you know, they'll say, how do I know what I want my style or what I want to shoot? I'm like, okay, so you're sitting at the studio, the phone rings, 
Who do you desperately want to be? What kind of client on the other side? If your heart sinks because it's a baby, oh my goodness, take that stuff off your website. You don't want to photograph babies. Show what you want to shoot. Only show what you want to shoot and curate, curate, curate down to the point where it's a little frightening because you're like, oh my gosh, who am I repelling? Yeah, maybe I've happiness. Yeah, maybe I've narrowed it too much. Then you're just starting to get there. That repelling people who you don't want to be on the other end of your phone is your happiness starting to bloom. It's that whole like, what do I want to do with my day? I'm avoiding burnout. I feel like that's what I'm doing with every decision because I know life is short. I don't know how long I want to do this probably a pretty long time. I'm really happy. I'm really, I found a really good partner, someone who believes in what I do, who's my cheerleader and everything. And I only need her, like we're getting it done together. I'm too stylist to pop in and out that are great. A husband who just says, do what you need to do. And I don't, I want this to grow. Of course, I want to help other photographers. I want in my area, even, you know, talk to people like get to the point where you love what you're doing and you don't have to drag yourself out of bed because you have another newborn shoot that you don't want to do. It's so cool with photography because there's so many niches. There's so many places you could go. You just have to decide and really start marketing those people and also getting your prices where you are going to work really, really hard and not be resentful because you feel like you're being compensated for it. Yeah, for sure. Can we talk about clients for a sec? Do you have any idea who your very best clients are? And how are you deciding who's best anyway? More importantly, what are you doing to get inside their heads and figure out what they really need? I don't think you need me to tell you how important quality clients are to the health of your business and your sanity. But actually, I think you do. Because so many photographers I talk to are still struggling to attract and more importantly, to hang on to really great clients. The problem isn't that the great clients aren't out there. The problem is, is that they don't understand what it is that you can do for them and how great that service can be and how it can completely change their life. It's time to double down on what makes you unique and clearly toot your horn so everyone, including prospective new amazing clients, know exactly what you do and how you do it. I want to get you up to speed on the exact strategies that I'm using right now in my portrait studio to identify, communicate with, and take amazing care of our best clients, all without spending a fortune on ads or marketing. And I put it all together in a masterclass called Cultivating a Quality Clientele, a behind-the-scenes secret to creating a profitable business built around your unique style and your best clients without working around the clock or having to market like a crazy person. In this training, I am going to walk you through the major mind shift that all successful portrait photographers must make to clarify their unique style, how to innovate by ignoring the competition and focusing on what you do best, simplifying to sell more, a clear way to talk about your work that will educate your clients instead of quote unquote, selling them. The most simple and effective marketing strategy that we've found that costs no money and will have your clients buzzing about you to their friends. And the single most effective way to increase your profits in your business and why you must know this before you change anything else. I'm offering this masterclass multiple days and times. So if you're willing to invest just 60 minutes to dig deep and look closely at your own business in a new way, 
I promise to reward your commitment with only my most effective strategies that have made huge differences in my own portrait studio. Strategies that will have your clients loving you more than ever and bragging about you to their friends. Sound good? Go to dotherework.com forward slash masterclass. That's dotherework.com forward slash masterclass and register for the time that works best for your schedule. Can't wait to see you there. So I sent you some questions before we podcast. So I wanted to just run through those just for fun. So first question is, if you had a genie that could grant you one wish for your business, what would it be? A really nice espresso machine in the studio. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, We drink a lot of coffee out here. Um, I think I would have two themed family shoots a month and three kaleidoscopes. See, I thought about this. Three kaleidoscopes a month. And maybe one or two Lorettes, like honestly, no more than six sessions a month and do really, really well off of those because people really understand what we do and they invest heavily in what we do because they want the experience and they want the finished product. That would be the ultimate. Okay. So six of these, because your, your sessions are specific, there are specific types of sessions. So your themed family shoot, obviously a lot of props and a lot of like theatrical looking, you know. A lot of composite work too. A lot of composite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kaleidoscope is the younger girls, individual kid, a lot of color. Yeah. And then the Larev is the, again, the more composited and like very incredibly conceptual. Yes. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So six sessions split among those. And so what I'm hearing in that is that you're saying, I would like, I would like to shoot what I'm shooting, which you're already shooting that. You just want to shoot more of that. Correct. And then, and then have higher session averages. Yes. Yeah. It happened right before Christmas, the dream of a family shoot. I almost cried. I did cry when they left the studio and it was so much work that we put into it to make this happen. And I had a real epiphany when I went home, my daughter was home for the holidays and she said, you know, how to go today. And I told her what they spent. Her mouth was on the floor. She goes, why would they pay that? And I sat there and I said, you know what? You're not my client. That's why you don't get it. (laughs) I've been taking pictures of you your whole life. You're not my, I'm not. Also, you're not a prophet in your own country. You know, like your kids are like, you're just, oh no, totally. You're not cool. Well, and I'm not my own client either. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I left, I was like, they really value this. They thought the experience was amazing. They are excited for the art. I thought I had a moment. I was like, I can do this. Like this can be done. I just need to find 10 more of these a year. Yeah. Good. <laughs> right. And that, and, and so the other thing that I think it's important about those goals is that, so you have very specific, so this is two themed family, three kaleidoscopes, and then another, like a Larev session. So that yeah. is six sessions per month that you would like to do. That is a very doable. If you know, when you've reached that goal, Yes, you know, when you haven't reached it and you know, when you've exceeded it. And so that is like huge. The sales is a different part though. I mean, that's like, how do mm. we get kaleidoscopes where we want them to be? That's been a little bit of a challenge for us because they buy an album and then usually a piece of wall art, but how do we get it to be the number we want? Right. Um, that is a little bit of a back and forth. Aaron and I are constantly coming up with ideas. I want all that work to count. Sure. We finally started charging more up front. Like I said before, we want skin in the game. We don't want people to, we want them to know they're going to invest. So sure. if they invest that thousand, whatever up front, we know that they're all in, you know? Yeah. And that has helped a lot. And that also has kept the phone from ringing because people in our area know now that we're an investment. I've heard yeah. that. 
heard that. And yeah, know, my assistant, she's like, I hear it from people all the time. Oh my gosh, you went to Laura Blair. That must've been expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, oh my good. God. And I think in the past I would have been like, oh no, oh, I don't want to sound like, who do I think I am? Right. I care less now. Like if you think that and you want to come to us, fabulous. That's yeah. great. Yeah. The ultimate, the ultimate goal. I remember reading a book uh, once about luxury brands and they were talking about, you know, actually one of the goal of a luxury brand, say like a Chanel or Louis Vuitton or whatever, is that you actually want the client to think it's more than it is that to be pleasantly surprised when they come, that they built it up in their head. Like this Chanel bag is going to cost me like $2 million. And then they're so pleasantly (laughs) surprised that it was only 20 grand, you know, but but they have it in, they have it in their head that, oh my gosh, like, because expensive means different things to different people. And so I've had that happen where people have come in and said, come for a consultation. And they've seemed a little bit, you know, trepidatious, if that's a word. And then they'll say, okay, so you know, we've really been looking forward to this. Do you think we could, is there any possibility we could do this for like 10,000? Like, is that, is that just okay? And I'm like, well, of course we can do something amazing for that, you know, but they built it up in their head that it's this huge way more. So that's actually a really good place to be. But before you get there, you know, and I'm not, I'm not putting myself into the same category as Louis Vuitton, let's be real. But, um, (laughs) That was just an example, but, but before you get there, you you're in the phase where you are right now, which is that your phone doesn't ring quite as much. So yeah. you you've gone from doing like maybe more at a mid range, you've gone high, and you're willing to say, okay, I don't care if my phone's ringing because I'm building this brand. But what you're not, what I see you doing, what you're not doing is you're not just sitting there going, okay, well, you know, Allison told me. But if I just charge more, I'm going to get more nope, or, or like yeah. whatever you're yeah. like on social media, you're educating your clients, you're showing what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. continually just out there. So anybody that would follow you is like, that girl is busy. She is I, you know all what? the time. I had a friend, I had a really good friend. I have a little posse of photographers and we text every day. She's like, dude, you're busy. And I laughed. I go, you're so cute. I said, all this stuff I'm doing in January it's all creative work that I've wanted to do in my heart. Like I have this art I want to make. And first of all, I have to make the art because I go insane because it's really gross and rainy here and I have to do something. Yeah. Second, I need my clients to look at it, not only say, oh, what can she do for me? But also, gosh, got a call, better get in there. It looks yeah. really busy. That's fine. That byproduct is great. But honestly, for me, if I don't shoot, I go insane. And Erin knows that I'm like an Australian shepherd, like running in circles. She'll yeah. say, do we need to schedule a shoot? Oh yeah. I mean, I shot. That's how like, you know you're a true artist. Oh, it's having you, a you terrible day yesterday. We were just kind of hanging out and she's like, you're in a lull. I go, I am. It's January. And so we had a shoot at four o'clock. Oh, <gasps> was so fun and so great. So happy. Yeah. And I thought, you know, it's good on all ends and you're right. You can't sit around and just say, well, I'm expensive now. That's just how it's going to be. You got to show the value. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So you're telling that story and, and you're speaking, you know, kind of going back to something that you said earlier is that when you ask you that question, who do I want on the other side of that phone call? Mm -hmm. You have to talk to that person before they call and you have to be speaking their language all through social media and everything that you put out there in the world, you need to be speaking their language, you know, talking to that person. You you shoot everything. Don't you think like if you're shooting everything, how do you speak language to all those people? You can't. It's not possible. It's not possible. And it's, it's hard. It's not, this is not an easy thing. This is scary. Everything is every bit of our way. I do everything afraid, Allison. Everything. I do everything afraid, but you just got to step out. Otherwise you won't get what you want. So true. I love it. So speaking of that, when we're talking about making change in your business, 
you are one of the founding members of the Art of Selling Art course, which thank you for that, by the way, loved having you in the class. What was a takeaway, uh, something that you learned in the course that you felt like led to positive change in your business, something that was like specific and quantifiable? So many things. Well, first of all, I want to say that your course is for seasoned people like moi. And also if you're just beginning, that was cool in that class because there was really both. I think the biggest one for me was create an experience and a value that's so good that you don't freak out when there are fewer clients that you, I really got, that's where I got brave and thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, I'm not, I don't put my prices on my website. I have my session views on there, but nothing else. So Mm -hmm. when people would call or come in, Oh, I know what the other one was. This was another big one. This is, I totally changed this after your class, really talking specifically about what they're going to be paying before they even step into my studio. So a lot of times my consults are here at the studio. I don't want them to say, we don't have the money to do this right now when I'm standing in their hallway. <laughs> their mm-hmm. house, nice to do it at their house. So now we do it here. And I love that whole thing that you taught about if they get to the end of your spiel and they say, wow, this is really an investment. It's just not in the cards to go the route of, I'm so glad you came in. We will be here when you're ready. Like think about all the ideas that we can shoot together. And I'm just so glad that you all came in and I hope you come back. You know, no hard, no hard feelings. That's what I'm thinking on the inside. Like I spent 10 minutes talking to you about what the value of this is. And if it's not in the cards right now, that's totally fine. But you know what? Down the road, they're going to remember that. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to come back. So being super, super upfront, it's really scary to do that for me. Even still, I don't say the numbers I point on a piece of paper. I'll say <laughs> hey, whatever <laughs> that, it takes. Wall, that wall has to have a 40 by 50. It's going to look like a potion stamp if it's any smaller than that. And then I write down the number and I slide it over to the, to the husband. Mm-hmm. Not always, but most of the time. And I'll say, this is what that's going to cost. And most of the time they'd be like, no, no way. I'm like, okay, so how, what size do you want to go? And I'll point, you know, to my space. Yeah. Well, how about that one? And then I write the price down and I show it to him. So being so specific that they're hundred percent clear. I don't want them to come into the sales room with me and look at me like, what did you do? You got me to love all of these Yes, and I can only spend this amount of money and you really suck. That's a terrible place to be. And I think most photographers, like when I first started, we were all doing that. You know, you just take a bunch of the whole industry set up that way. And then it's like, let's go read 50 books on how to overcome objections that should never happen in the first place because you should have talked about it before you ever picked up a camera. And one of the things that I learned too from you within that whole thing was, and I listened to a lot of the other people in the class talking, be really specific about what you're making. Don't go in for two hours and shoot a bunch of stuff and just hope it's going to stick. Like you Meaning, don't you know, be specific about what you're shooting for the product that you're yeah, shooting for. Great yeah. example. I'll tell you something we did. That was a total mistake. And it's such a great example. This adorable gymnast. Oh, she's so cute. Her mom called us. It was very clear with us, like super specific. What she, what I want, she goes, I want the chalk picture. You know, when you, they do oh. this with the chocolate in the air, the clapping and, yeah, and the chocolate. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. I thought it's a cool. And I wanted to light it. I was pressing lighting with Aaron, how we could do it. And I thought this is so cool. Well, typical me, I can't do anything small. No. I shot this whole hour, like we brought costumes out and we had her beam and hair and it was so wonderful. And uh, they were great images, like really, really, I was so happy with them. And she came in to purchase and she bought one image and funny enough, she didn't buy the chalk one, but like she bought an image that she liked, but she told us that that's what she wanted. 
yeah. was really clear. And yeah. I was like, okay, no, we're going to shoot. <laughs> and I yeah. spent all the time editing and I had to laugh because I, I know these things, but I'm still doing them, you know, yeah. because I can't do small. So reining it in for me is not natural, but if right. a client tells me exactly what they want, like, that's what I love about Larev. They come in and they say, I want to be in space and I want to be floating tethered to a space shuttle. Well, awesome. I know exactly how to do that. It's going to take me 10 minutes. We're going to put a little costume on you. I'm going to work in, in my Photoshop magic and it, boom, you're going to have a piece of art. We're going to frame it. I love how specific that is, but darn, I'm going to charge for that because yeah. that's a specific thing they asked for. So, yeah. and then when you have families that say, we really want to capture lots of stuff. We have a thing in the beginning of a session that we'll do. We do a Vanity Fair inspired kind of thing where we have mm-hmm. gowns and dress up stuff. I love Annie Leibovitz. She's my hero. And so we'll kind yeah. of do that canvas background where it's sort of Vanity Fairish. I'll shoot that, but it'll be like 20 minutes and we'll get those images. And then we'll shoot the theme on the second half. And that for me is the perfect blend. And so like that family before Christmas that invested so wonderfully in us, they bought both. They have a gallery okay. wall, the Vanity Fair, and then they have the theme pictures on a large wall. And it was kind of this perfect session where we catered to everything they wanted, but yeah, we charged a lot for it, but man, it felt great because it was a lot of work, a lot of work. That's amazing. So it's not very often, at least in my experience, that you have a client that is that specific. That's like, I just want this one thing. That's like a gift in my (laughs) life. Like, thank you so much. That is going to take 20 minutes to shoot. No big deal. What I find more typically, especially with the way the industry is right now, is they're like, like this guy called and bought a gift certificate for his wife just a couple of weeks ago. And so he's like, okay, well, so if I buy the gift certificate for 5,000, then what's that going to get me? I said, well, that's going to get you like the session and an album. And then maybe like a small piece of wall art. He's like, oh, so I can get all the wall art with the rest of it. And I'm like, well, no, because the, the album's 3,500. And then the you're so cute. You know, I'm like, that's four, that's 4,000. I said, then, you know, a small piece of wall art might be like about 1100. And so he's like, well, I mean, you know, we'll just have you shoot the images and then we'll just decide, you know, we'll, we can just kind of pick Those it up. Fight north for you, Allison. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, so I'm, I'm like, I still don't think he's understanding. Now yeah. we haven't done the consultation yet. He's just buying a gift certificate at this point. Right. But then I said, okay, I said, well, hold on, let me just stop you. So just so you know, you know, typically clients spend north of five. I know you're busy because, you know, the ADD CEO, like, come on, right, like they right, can't right, process, right. you know? Yep. So I'm like, this will just get you in the door and then we can <laughs> figure out what we're going to do. It will get you an album for sure. But he was also at that same time talking about, oh, well, you know, my wife's personal shopper is calling and she wants me to buy this vintage Chanel bag for her. It's going to be $20,000, you know, for her birthday. And I go, well, fine, get that and put the gift certificate in it, whatever, you know? So again, you, we, we tend to think how our own frame of reference, like, well, I, I would never spend that. So nobody else would, but obviously people do. So when you hear people saying things like that, like Laura, yeah, I love that LaRev thing. And I want to have my spirit animal, but then I also want the vanity fair background. And then can we do the kaleidoscope and we can do all of that? And can we just Mm -hmm. shoot all that? And then I'll just decide what I want. Nope. Yeah. I learned that too. Cause I, I am one of those people pleasers. I really am. And I think a lot of photographers are a lot of female in particular. Mm-hmm. You just want to give them the moon and you want them to say great things about you. And I become more, of uh, I'm definitely an artist heart. I live on the right side of my brain, but I also am developing that left side where I'm going to run a business here. Sure. At a very large space that we pay for. I pay for an assistant. Like these are things and yeah, it's absolutely going to cost you, but, and I'll throw in the other stuff, other words of you're going to love it. It's going to be fun. You're never going to want to go anywhere else. We're going to treat you like gold. 
and you're the king and queen of our castle when you come in here. Like it's really going to be wonderful. So always, right. you know, having that on the other side of yes, you're going to spend a lot of money, and I'm not even there yet. Like I know I need to raise my prices. I know I do. <laughs> probably in the next few months, which is scary. But it the is more scary. we do, and the more people understand it. What's that, Tim? The the Walden. I love that quote. Yeah, Tim Walden. The inimitable Tim Walden said, "It's more important for clients." to understand what I do than for them to like what I do. Yeah. Cause if they understand it and then they want it, they're going to invest. Yeah. They get it. They get yeah, it. I just, sure. and having a smaller amount to allows you to go all in. And I, I yeah. really want to go all in with every single client. I want them to feel like they're our part of our family here. You know? Well, and I love that. I love that you brought up the artist's heart because I think it's really an artist's heart is big and beating and creative and amazing. But an artist's heart can be burnt down oh, and can be worn been. down <laughs> yeah, and can be crushed and stabbed and killed, you know? Yes. And so that has to be protected. And so if you feel like, I think there, you know, might be people listen to this that are feel like I can never do the business side of it. Then maybe you should team up with somebody that really loves the business side so yes. that they can protect you. You know, I would put my dad in that category. He was an artist yeah. of custom horse trailers. Like he should never have been the front guy right. because he wanted to just give everybody everything and promise the world. And he should have had somebody in front of him that would say, no, that's not going right. to be ready for six weeks. It's going to be ready in 12 weeks and you're going to pay double what you think you are. So just, geez. well, and he never, yeah, he never would have said that because he just wanted to make these beautiful works of art. These trailers. Right. I, and that was definitely me before. So Aaron, I trained her. She does all that upfront work for me. I want to mm. be the artist. I don't, unless like, she's like my Jessica, you know, who yeah. just steps in and says that this is what it's going to cost. And this is where it starts. And you can certainly come in and talk to Laura, but this is where, like, if this is what you, you know, want to spend for a kaleidoscope or whatever. I have been able to, it frees up my brain and my art, my creativity flourishes when she does those things because I'm not bogged down with, oh my gosh, they don't want to hire me. You know, yeah. like, oh, they don't want it. Well, no, right. they just don't want to pay for it. It's not that they don't want it. Right. That's the other side of it. But she has been able to, and I also have her do sales for kaleidoscopes because I just don't want to sit and do that. I'd rather work with families because that's kind of our bread and butter. So mm-hmm. I really, and I go to the homes and look at the walls and, and actually Erin comes with me a lot of times. But when she does the kaleidoscopes too, she's invested because that's on the other end for her. So yeah. it's this wonderful kind of world of each, of, we're, we're doing what we're good at. And also she's an English teacher like me, so she can write. Like when she writes that's emails, awesome. I know they're going to be beautiful and awesome, you know, and not have to worry about someone working for you that's going to not put a, you know, a punctuation in there. I'm kind of a <laughs> weird one about Didn't that. Didn't do their Oxford comma. <laughs> I'm such a grammar person. I just mm. love it. But I love that she can do all that. She's really, really great at that. And I've been able to, like you said, to protect the artist's heart. And then when I want to do a creative shoot, I still have gas in the tank because I'm not freaking out about what I have to to say to the client that's calling me later wanting to discuss headshots. Right. Yeah. Which right. I'm still doing, by the way, which I would love to not do in the future, yeah. but well, that's, that's something, something you got to do for a while. There's always, you always got to have something to refine. Well, I love it. I love, I think the takeaway for me from this is because I, you and I have a lot of things in common, but I do love the business side almost equal I to love the art. The business I side. really do. I, I love, <laughs> but, I know, but 
see, this is, this is instructive and it's so good for our listeners because you are a true artist. You're not happy unless you're creating, Yeah, you know, that it, that's a, that's a real thing. And so you found somebody to work in your business with you that can be your front man that yeah. can say the hard things, but that can say them in the way that's true to your brand. And so there are many ways to do this. You can train people to be the voice of your brand. You totally yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not everybody can have someone that treats it like their own business the way Aaron does with me. And yeah, that's that's a gift, but you can totally train someone that even using phone scripts, if you have to, in the beginning, you know, write down what you need them to know, and then you're not having them fly blind. And then it just becomes natural after a while. And then also if you shoot them, like I, I know you shoot Jessica, I, Erin, she's like one of my best muses. I shoot her, her family, her kids all the time. She can talk firsthand about what it feels like and what the yes. experience. I met her because she did a kaleidoscope for her daughter okay. and she believed in it and saw the value. It. And I was like, Hmm, this woman's special. And that's kind of where it went, but she can, you know, say it's totally worth it. Yes. You're going to spend a lot of money, but man, it's going to be great. Yeah, that is huge. That is, and also being a mom and can be able to talk mom language. Oh, so many good things there. So before we leave, what advice do you have for photographers who might be struggling with any of the things we've already talked about or something different? Like if some, if a photographer is struggling, if they're coming into 2022 and feeling like maybe this is not going to be in the cards for me, what, what would you, what encouragement would you give? I would say a lot of good journaling. You answer some specific questions for yourself. One of them is, do I have to make a living doing this? So am I a side hustle? Cause I'm going to add to what my husband makes or my wife, or do I really need to take a good hard look at the business side and have an accountant sit with me and figure out what I need to make to be able to keep doing this. And then the other question is, what's my niche? Who do I want to work with? Who do I not want to work with? And what do I need to eliminate? And then the whole bravery thing about um, you're going to be afraid to switch over. I think guaranteed it just is, as we don't know, especially with pandemic land, it's such a pain in the butt, not knowing what's coming down the pike, but not being afraid to lose people that you might've loved having in the past, but might not necessarily be willing to invest, or they just haven't in the past and you're just like them. They're fun people. It doesn't mean anything personal when you don't photograph them anymore, just because you are either more expensive or you're completely changing gears where you're not working with babies anymore. Sure. Or you have this big, you know, session fee up front, which I think scares some people, which it should. If they don't want to pay that amount with a print credit in there and, and invest, why are you spending all this time, like we said before, shooting on spec and hoping they buy something? So being clear, does it need to make money? Is this a business business or is this a hobby? Mm -hmm. And then who do I want to photograph? What kind of clients I make me the happiest when they walk in the door? And then I'm okay. And saying to yourself, I'm really okay if I lose the people that don't necessarily either like niche wise, they don't fit or they don't want to invest that amount of money in what I do and letting it go. And the artist's heart has a really terrible time letting things go. But the more and more you do that and just live with the fear and make those decisions, the further you will go and the happier you will be with your life because life without margins, just let's just call it what it is. It sucks. You can't think. I was listening to your yeah. podcast, Kim, you know, when there are no margins, there's no room to be creative. There's yeah. no room to think outside the box. There's no room to show up to a client's house with flowers because you're so grateful for them investing in you. You're just turning and burning. And what kind of life is that? You know, you can yeah. go 
work at Home Depot and make more money for some of these people, you know, which is a great job, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like people aren't honest with themselves because they love photography and they love taking pictures. It's not enough anymore. It yeah. never really was enough. I think we all talked ourselves into it, but if you're going to do this and you want people to invest in what you do, you have to invest in yourself, which is making good decisions and giving yourself margins. I love that. Well, yeah, you basically describe that's basically like section one of the course, right? Like just yeah. figure out yeah. what you want and that's who you question. want to do it for. And, and th- those are things, those questions are things that I, that whenever I come up against a big decision that I need to make in my business, those are the questions that I'm asking myself. Why am I even doing this in the first place? Do I want to do it? Do I have to do it? Who am I doing it for? And how much do I need to make out of it? Like that's, yeah. that's it, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Right. Yeah. And then the rest of it falls into place. Yeah. there's yeah. We can put a lot of stories around it. We can make it, you know, a lot more complicated than that, but that is basically it. And I would, it. I would also tell anybody who's stuck right now to take your class. Cause I feel, I feel like it's the catalyst, like a real turning point for a lot of people. Like when I watched in the class, it was like the knowing that other people are struggling in the class, but also saying, all right, I'm going to do this. And then I've got to be held accountable for that in this group. Or, you know, asking the questions you didn't even know that needed to be asked of your business. You ask the hard questions and you can't sugarcoat it anymore about what it's been in this industry. Like you're asking the stuff that no one asked before. It's different. It's a different experience. I, w- I wouldn't have taken your class if I didn't think it was actually really going to cross over into something. I had a feeling that I would. And it was magical for me. And people need to understand that invest in somebody who's really going to tell you the what for and what you need to do rather than the stuff that we've seen over and over and over again about presets for your Lightroom and <laughs> how to use your lights and how to get more Well, quiet. you need presets not... sometimes too, but I yeah, pre- thank but you, you for know saying. what I mean. I, like, I, stop I, messing around with that stuff when you're not I, making any money, right? Exactly. Well, I appreciate that. But one thing that I have to really compliment you on is that it's only as good as your application. You know, you can have the best trainer in the world. And if you don't actually show up at the gym, you're not going to get the results that you want. And so you are a master executor and you, you don't let a lot of grass grow under your feet when you see something like, oh, I can see a better way. You're going to do the better way. Quick, quick, quick. And so that's ideal. That's ideal. That's awesome. So where can our listeners find you? Well, I love Instagram. So fun. We do crazy stories too lately. It's been fun. Uh, it's Laura Blair Photography. Same on Facebook. Same. Uh, I tried TikTok. Feeling a little old on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so Laura Blair, yeah, L-A-R-A, right? Yes, L-A-R-A, Blair, B-L-A-I-R, not Linda Blair. She's the one that threw up on The Exorcist. Right. No, we don't want that. No. Yeah. And drop me a line. And I love answering questions too. I've had some people ask me some digital composite questions, which I love to talk about. So love hearing from people. It's fun. Thank you. Thank you. Well, together, we're going to make everybody better. And hopefully this will be your best year yet. I wish you the very best. And I'll be hearing from you. I know. for everything. Really appreciate you. Appreciate you too. Thank you so much. Bye. Do you know someone who would really benefit from this episode of The Rework? Maybe a fellow photographer who's in the trenches with you and always looking to level up their biz. Or perhaps you have a friend who is struggling to make their business work. I would be so grateful if you would share this episode with them. All you have to do is head to the platform where you are listening, click the share icon and text it or email it to the person that you think could need it most. Thank you so much for doing that. And while you're there, if you have a chance and can give us a review, 
it would mean the world. We are a micro tiny podcast and we're trying to get the word out to as many portrait photographers as possible to help them build better businesses and better lives for their family. And if you would help us do that, it would mean the world. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on The Rework. You can find more great resources from Allison at dotherework.com and on Instagram at do.the.rework.com.